Okay, uh, welcome to another episode of Mooncast on episode 55 now. Um, me and Joe again. Um, back. I always think it's funny when I say, well, I, I can't go, hi, hi, Joe, but we've obviously been talking before I thought I pressed record. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, for completion, hi, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I know. I kind of like, I, I haven't like called you at the beginning of this. I haven't started recording and then pressed record, press call, so it doesn't. Yeah, anyway, Joe's here. Hi, Joe. <laughs> Hi there. Um, so basically, this is the this is sort of part one of a trio and then possibly quad, quad, quad? Uh, of, um, trilogy of four. <laughs> trilogy of four, yeah. A trilogy and a prequel or a trilogy. I don't know that. Um, basically, we're going to talk about, we're going to go through each faction in a different podcast and talk about fun fun troops to take not necessarily competitive they might be competitive i mean i think one of the things in moonstone is that it's so well balanced that anything can win but we're talking more about funny silly things you can do um not necessarily going to win you a game but it's going to make you laugh um so we're going to do yeah, so this first one on dominion and then we'll do ones on commonwealth and leshevolt as well um this, Toto, do, do you want to, I'm going to go and face back in my coffee. Do you want to explain how this podcast came about? And, and then and then you, you, you can start with your first one that we were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah, the, the idea that spurned it mostly. Well, I was um, having a chat on the uh, Moonstone Discord with a few folks, uh, oh, it must be a couple of months back now. And uh, I, was, I can't remember what started, but I started talking to them about this really weird Fox Club troop I'd use at some point. It's not like... It's not like competitive, it's not going to, you know, you're not going to turn up to a tournament with it and just absolutely um, crash through all four rounds and win immediately. But it's just absolutely dumb, stupid fun because the base idea of it is it's a list that revolves around Foxglove. And, you know, when you're using Foxglove, you normally you go for getting those massive 2x magical damages off on things which you know does a lot of work it's great in rogues but instead of doing that focusing in on their signature which um if you haven't got the card to hand is essentially um a choose a rogue within a choose a rogue or a fairy within six inches your uh, fox love signature is now that character's signature and just trying to abuse that as much as possible because it's insanely fun uh so this basically revolves around Foxglove, um, uh, blah, 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 Vesper normally, and then yeah, you pretty much... Wasp maybe? Is it fairy or yeah. fairy? Wasp, yeah, Wasp's a good one, but it's basically the core of it is Foxglove, Vesper. You keep losing you made it, afraid. Great, for another reason I'll get to a second. A plethora of rogues and fairy... Sorry? I keep losing you, I'm sorry. But, uh, Oh, okay. Um, you're almost your signal on mine, but you're, 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 you're blurring out. Oh, that's just, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can... We'll, 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 we'll if... crack on, and if it doesn't work in the next 10 minutes, we'll try it again. All right. Uh, well, I'll see if that does anything to have a track of the four things. Yeah, that might but, help. But sorry, listen, but yeah, what Joe's it... just done is turn his camera off, which we think <laughs> might have signals. So if you're listening to basically me and Joe trying to sort out technological problems... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Where was I? I've gone completely off. Ah, yes, there I was. But yeah, Foxglove, Vespa, normally Freya because, you know, Freya's great and they're a fairy, so you can nick their signature. And then just a couple of other models with really funky signatures for Foxglove to nick. And I start the turn with, well, maybe not, hmm, start the turn quite normally, but then sort of near the end of the turn, get Vespa to antagonise Foxglove up a bit. And um, now Foxglove's at six melee. And more or less just run in and start spamming your signature. Mm. It's 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 dumb silly. And the great thing about it is because one of the fairies like have around for this is Fencer, because their signature is just insane. So it's like Yeah, it's twos on quite two it's a thrust, which is twos against a lot of cards and ones against some other cards. Um, but with the really useful thing in print at the bottom of you ignore passive damage reduction which would include Foxglove's own weakling. But yeah, you more or less just run into stuff, spam your signature. Um, if Foxglove's going to be hit back for a whopping six wounds or something, you know, just Nick Freyers can't hit me. It doesn't matter. You, you don't. You won't take any wounds that round. If you're not taking any wounds, then you nick a triple um, needle point off Fencer and end up doing six irreducible damage. Wow. And, uh, oh yeah, it's... Dumb, silly. The, the best I've managed to do with it is I've managed to, yeah, yeah, pump Foxglove up to, yeah, like six melee. They run in, you know, they're drawing eight melee cards because they're the attacker and, you know, five energy. So they get five punts at this. Uh, and I managed to kill a boulder from four because I just I kept managing to spam needle points into it. And... Wow. That sounds Those... awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it's hilariously fun. It's, um, it's a lot of build-up over the turn for one just really dumb fossil activation, but it's just yeah, so say, yeah, and, and and it could be like I say, it's not competitive because it could be easily ruined. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, the second foxglove dies, it's all over. <laughs> it's, oh, it goes, oh, oh, it goes even, back to like, troop. Yeah, or even if like Vesper dies, for example, or, or like because I mean the good thing obviously with fairies, as always, I've said like just lots lots of podcasts, is that they're not very easy to kill from range. Because of all their minuses, but like Vespa's hmm. very zero, so um, she's much easier yeah. to kill from distance. So, well, she's still got eight health, so she's not that easy. But um, yeah, yeah, she's a she's a tough one for a fairy, um, old Vespa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying I, to think I, of another. Oops, sorry, actually. No, go on, go on. Because I was trying to think of other dumb signatures to Nick. I'm trying to remember what Belladonna's signature is because I think that would be a really. I'm pretty sure that's a really funky one you could nick with Foxglove, and they can also and Belladonna can also shunt Foxglove up the board quite easily with the old um, um, fairy tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Belladonna's club all the cards are with me. Belladonna can move any model two inches. It loses one energy and suffers one wound. Oh. Uh, so if you get if you've got yeah. a double of them, you can move them four inches and lose two energy and suffer two wounds. That could be quite fun. Oh yeah, that is nasty. I'll get some other ones. Um... Creep. I recall Creep being quite a good one. Um, he's just sort of play, place four inches away. You could, could stay quite mobile like that. Creep a rogue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Creep's a rogue. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Start yeah, nicking, you can play um, them. Yeah, get out of the way. Basically. Start nicking um, moonstones with Claudia. <laughs> oh, and Butterfingers has got a nice energy draining signature as well. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah, more or less the crux, crux of it. You don't have to throw in fence and just run in and kill people. You can just sort of really, 
Um, yeah, really sort of uh, built into those some of those really strong fairy and rogue signatures and just go wild with them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. Even like silver tongues would be funny. You just like do it on a few people so that silver tongue becomes so that um, pop club becomes just immune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you're probably doing this near the end of the turn in that troop anyway because you don't want to antagonize people. Yeah, you antagonized uh, Foxlove too early, then their evade is suddenly really high, and you, you know Foxlove just gets shot to death, yeah. which is not ideal. Yes, yes, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's Diana? Diana's isn't too bad, is it? Yeah, Diana's all right. It's like a couple of wounds if she dies, and a two-inch move if yeah. she doesn't die. So it's. It's not great, actually. It's not great. I probably wouldn't steal that one. There's better ones yeah. to steal on. Um, it, it's a decent signature, but not not uh, compared to the other fairy signatures. Yeah. I'm just grabbing a few fairy cards. Yeah. The other um, fairies are kept alive by the signatures. Uh, Diane is kept yeah. alive by using her signature and letting God soak hit. Yeah, let God take it and take advantage. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's a fun one to start us off. Mm. Um, uh, I'll, I'll go now. Um, I won't do the, the one of the ones I have down is all trolls, but the last podcast was talking all about giant and troll lists. So I think we will skip that one. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. We talked about that already. So, um... I mean, if, if we get time, we'll do it at the end, maybe. But um, yeah, definitely. I don't want to start talking about trolls again because that was literally the last podcast was about giants and trolls. Um, <laughs> So my my first one because I when Joe first um, gave me the idea for this this podcast, my initial thought was very much thematic um, troops. Some of them are actually fairly competitive, but um, so I thought of like pirates, I thought of rogues, I thought of animals. Um, so I think the first, and I think we could do these two almost together, the way they work. We could do well. Pirates and rogues, basically. Um, I mean, pirates are very roguish. <laughs> um, but I mean, I mean, a, a full pirate list. So you'd have, we well, have El Capitano, definitely. You'd have Krusty and Ziggity, and I'd probably have Stinkstick as well. Um, and then one of the, either one, if you're doing a, doing a, a five, five model troop, um, I'd probably take. Powder Monkey is a healer, um, or Peggy, um, and then whether you want to take another healer or not would be would be the, would be the thing to, to think about. Um, if you're playing a, if you're playing a really fun game, and you're and you're taking some upgrade cards, you could always take Beaky and give him the upgrade card to make him a pirate. Oh yes, very nice. No, oh, actually, or, I could... or, or, or the mortician and, and same and make him a pirate. Um, uh, I think got... I think I can I think I can do you one better. <laughs> on, uh, you make Claudia a pirate, and then do Claudia Swash, um, Peggy El Capitano and Swiggity, and you've got five models with pistols. Yeah, yeah, that could be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's lots of fun things you could do if you if you if, you, if, you, if we if we kind of count that that pirate card. There's lots of fun things you could do. Like um, I, I've made Rybold a pirate before. Um, oh, pirate rivals, great fun. 
Yeah. I, I like I like Pirate Fire Spitter because then he's um um starting every turn with four energy. Mm. Which is nasty. Yeah. yeah. Um and same with like Pirate Goblin King as well. Oh yeah, that's a good one. But pretty much any of the goblins, it's fun to make them pirates because then they interact <laughs> and they interact with El Capitano so well. Um I have done a pirate goblin airship before as well. Oh, very nice. It's kind of funny. One more piece um, never hurts. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the uh, most kind of pirate lists, and it's very one thing I really like about the Moonstone pirates is I like that they 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 they're almost historical in the sense that you move up, they all shoot their pistols, and then they charge into combat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very basic very very basic way of looking at them but that's kind of how they're designed a lot of them is that they they have pistols you don't really necessarily you, you might reload it but actually you want to get in and start hitting stuff because they're all quite good in combat um they're either really good in combat or they're fairly good in combat um none, none of them are bad in combat but are they really even like seasick now that he's been nerfed a couple of times he's still Pretty dangerous with Harpoon. Um, oh, Powder, yeah. Monkey, Powder Monkey's obviously not as good in combat, but he's just hilarious because I love lobbing bombs around. Um, oh, yeah. Which is brilliant. And like Peggy's good in combat, Swash is really good in combat. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that, I love that. I love that kind of image of these pirates all kind of charging forwards, firing pistols, and then drawing their cutlasses. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very hit and run, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, I think at one point I did, I did suggest to Jack that we did like a seven model troop so I could use all the pirates. Ooh. <laughs> just for fun, like just obviously. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, we, we didn't actually get around to doing it, I don't think, but uh, I, really, I really like the, the, the pirate theme and I think the models all complement each other really well. Um, and But they can all bring their own thing. Obviously, the only thing you're lacking really is a, is a proper out-and-out healer um, with them. But I also kind of quite like the theme of that, of not really having a proper healer in Pirates. It's not like Pirates would be walking around with a doctor on board, necessarily. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're um, yeah, historically their healers are better at, um, you know, sawing limbs off rather than patching up that. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, they, they, they tend to pull the injured eye out and put an eye patch over it rather than try and repair it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or cut the leg off and take a peg on it. I'll cut your hand off and put a hook on it. <laughs> I mean, Patrick um, Monkey's doing his best. They're all in tremendous pain, but he'll give them a little swig of rum so they don't notice as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 they're bleeding profusely, but they don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> they're having a wonderful time. They're they don't mind. Their, their, pistol, yeah. their pistol shots are a little more inaccurate now, but they're having a lovely, wonderful time. Swash doesn't care. He wants to get into melee anyway. <laughs> yeah, Swash wants to go and kill some nobles, so he's just mine. Uh, I yeah, do. That, that was one of my, and I, I, I often, I, I think for me, like a, an all pirate troop is like a fullback. If I'm never like Jack's, like, oh, we play a game, I'm like, oh yeah, don't all use. Oh, I'll just use pirates. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're just... They, they also don't require an enormous amount of thought. <laughs> yeah, like, it's you know, you need to... they're not really janky and I mean a little bit, but they're not. There's not like with some like like the the, the next troop, for example, that I'll, I'll talk about. You, you have a lot of thoughts about what you're doing. Mm. Whereas Pirate is kind of like, oh, I'm going to be like, I'm going to shoot you and then I'm going to charge. Yeah. Um, I think that's the way, but really I'm going to I'm here to have some fun and kill people. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, so, the, the trick with the Pirate lists is, is just um, trying to choose the right target, really. That's where the um, 
that's where most of it comes in because you, you've got so much ranged attack and so much movement you can get to what target you need to get to you just need to make yeah. sure you pick the right one out yeah can I, can I append one more um not a pirate but hilariously fun to put in pirates um model yeah is a uh, boom boom mcboom yeah. Uh, cause just cause of Swiggity and El Capitano, cause, well, first of all, he's got a gun. So thematically on point, add more guns yeah. to the very short and very inaccurate gun line. Um, yeah. and second of all, uh, the, 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 his, his lure is very nice in pirates actually as well, because, you yeah. know, like saying short range pistols, you manage to pull someone forwards at the start of turn one, pretty early in the turn, then every pirate you have can unload their pistols into that one model and you're probably going to do a decent chunk of damage. But most importantly, yeah. for absolutely ridiculous um, sh shenanigans, I'll say, is Sucker Punch because of Swiggity Swooty and El Capitano, whose signatures don't have nil damage. Yeah. So I, I love sticking two Sucker Punches on El Capitano because El Capitano can then use hit. So El Capitano's next attack in melee is at plus six damage. And like and then the he, signature is all is got got no. Yep. Yeah. It's it's the and, min and damage on the signature zero. And can't really do the passive either. I'm sorry. So, he also he, he's 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 another one that can't you can't reduce with passive abilities either. So he'll yeah, yeah. Him. I mean, he kill it. Yeah, he, he could probably kill if if he did well. I mean, you you might get really unlucky and get like no rising attack and just like damage. Mm. But if you got a good rising attack against anything really apart from a no guard. Like, yeah, there's a good chance you can kill a giant in one hit. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially against, um, I'll say, I always, always think of Fancy Hat. If you've got if you've got yeah. that plus six damage and Fancy Hat doesn't play a low guard, then El Capitano one-shots him with that signature, which yeah. is pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, I, I like having energy for uh, go for it when I do that. Just get either get more rising attacks or make sure I get that rising attacks. And if you've got the Powder Monkey nearby... Powder Monkey can also chuck El Capitano two cards. So that puts you yeah. up to about 10 if you initiate the attack, which you should get at least one rising attack there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, but that that just, I I mean, even if I've not got Boom Boom Boom, boom in my troop, when I'm playing El Capitano Pirates, I just love, you know, turn three or four, late, late sort of... Um, Late in the game, when El Capitano's um, pirates have all run off and he can't keep them in his aura for energy anymore, using hit, running up the boards, um, uh, jogging up the boards, and just sort of making one massive melee attack into something, and um, hopefully carving out something your opponent really needs in the latter turns of the game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That sounds like yeah, sounds fun. Sounds really mm. fun. Um, so the next one, which I kind of well, as I mentioned before, which it does take a lot more thought, is is a is a complete rogue, is a rogue list. <laughs> Our rogue list is great. I do like a, a rogue list. If it can be, it can be mainly fairies, but because um, hmm. we've got a lot of rogues, there are a few more slotted in now. Like, like I remember when I first started talking about rogue lists, creep didn't exist yet. Um, oh. So there's definitely more rogues you can take now. So basically, if I just I'll quickly go through them, we've got them all here. So you've got Belladonna, Foxglove, um, Spencer, Silvertongue, 
Joby. Any more? Nope. And then you've got Creep, Claudia, and you've got uh, where is he? Where is he? Muirdai. Um, I think and Muirdai in particular really comes into his own. I think in a rogue list. Hmm. That that plus one arcane aura is especially with yeah yeah especially with one art, rogue list I like to run because I kind of think there's sort of there's sort of three different ways you can run rogues at the moment and they're all quite fun and silly but I think Muradai is sort of close to uh, is it'd be hard to leave him out of one of those sort of bills I'm a fan of but um, yeah uh, which which sort of um, type of rogues lists do you like then? Um, I like I often think of rogue lists and don't think I'm necessarily going to win. Um, but I do like, I mean, I think that uh, the, the Belladonna missile works quite well with rogue lists. <laughs> um, yeah. So just go and murder someone with us. And you, you kind of want the mortician in it then, which is a bit. But again, you could also, I'm pretty sure there's an upgrade card where you can make someone a rogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good one, that one. Um, so that's quite good for a healer. So I, I would often, um, if I'm going to run a rogue, if I'm going to run a couple, of, like a thematic list against the one well, used against Jack, um, I'll often suggest, well, why don't we have an upgrade card each? And I can then have full rogues. I can bring a healer. I'll, I'll be honest and say that I'm going to pick a healer and make them a rogue. Um, mm. uh, yeah, but... I'd, I'd usually bring the mortician because then I can bring Belladonna and go and just murder someone. Um, <laughs> usually, usually something big and scary like a giant or a troll or something. Um, yeah, or, really, or, or, or like a really important model, like Goblin, like a kind of a linchpin one, like Shabaroon or Goblin King or something. Um, um, but yeah, and I tend to just what I also quite like to do is not use up too much of my own energy. Oh yeah, I tend to leave a couple of energy on people after they've activated just to be a pain. <laughs> be, able, be able to move them out. I'm going to get to combat now. I'm going to step away. Oh, I'm going to step away again. Just like not try and see how much I can avoid getting hit, basically. <laughs> Absolute nuisance. Try and make my opponent use up as much energy as possible not being able to do things. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, yeah, the, uh, the rogues are kind of similar to the pirates on the healer front. They're, they're also not um, practice medical professionals. So, no, they, no. They, the more stick a bandage on it and then bribe someone to heal them later. Yeah. Well, the mortician, the mortician, despite not being a rogue, does sort of thematically feel quite fit with the rogues because of, like you said, that's yeah, sort of Belladonna. Take, yeah. If I was going with that, yeah, that sort of themed list, I'd, I'd bring the mortician over sort of Beaky or Freya. Yeah. But that's like that's like one of the ways I like to run rogues is that yeah, you have. Um, uh, Mortician and Belladonna and sort of the start of that list, the basic idea is Belladonna runs in. Catastrophes on purpose to kill herself and someone else. And then Mortician reanimates Belladonna, rinse and repeat for four turns. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's, that that list is fun because that list came, that list sort of idea came along years ago. But we've just yeah. sort of slowly accidentally been adding more and more models that play absolutely perfectly into that list because uh, Joby is... Absolutely. Now plays well, yeah. Perfect yeah. slot in. He's a rogue. He wants a mortician yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. The one of my um, 
one of the people I regularly play against who I'm doing a lot of play testing with for the Shades at the moment. And um, this this character's card has been sort of like an early playtest character's cards has been spoiled. So you get the gist of it is the Grave Robber, but one of his um, one of his um, cool abilities is that when someone enters play via reanimate, instead of going into base contact with the character that reanimated them, they can you know pop out next to the Grave Robber. Uh, right. So you can do some. So he's trying that list out as well with the Grave Robber as well. Uh, so you have uh, Mortician at, at the back being nice and safe, reanimating Belladonna over and over again, except now she can place further up the board and not have to put Mortician in danger because the Grave Robber is there. And the Grave Robber has also have abilities making people who come back into play reanimate better. And yeah. uh, that's just, you can, he's been playing, yeah, what is it? It's Mortician, Grave Robber, Belladonna. Um, Joby, and I can't remember the fourth, the fifth one. The fifth one he normally flexes, but it's 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 a crazy list because you got Belladonna flying in, catastrophing things, dying, and then you know being reanimated, rinse and repeat, and then Joby's flying all over the place, dying, reanimating. You know, not necessarily in base contact with Mortician because he could come back near the Grave Robber, and then Belladonna's yeah. swapping places with Joby every so often so Joby can run into a dumb place. Belladonna can fairy tricks so she doesn't have to manually walk there. It's 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 yeah. so crazy to watch because models are just flying all over the board. And it's it's quite entertaining to play against because you're trying to you're trying to lock them down, but you can't quite manage it. It's very fun. Yeah. I can't, I'm trying yeah, to remember what awesome. I'm trying to remember what fifth model he normally I think he normally pops creep in as well, just because creep's really good in a rogue list. Is the Grave Robber a rogue as well? Is he not? Really? Grave Robber is a rogue, yeah. Dual Dominion cool. Shade. And cool. yeah, the main the main points of interest in that list for him are yeah, people who are reanimated can come into base contact with him instead of reanimator, and people who reanimate come back with slightly more wounds than normal. But like yeah, full disclaimer, all in playtesting still. But yeah. the general the general idea of the character um, will likely persist through to the final version. We, we want him to be a, a roguish grave robber who's doing stuff with reanimate because that's very, you know, shady and yeah. also very demeaning -y, So it's also he sort of yeah, quite nicely there. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um, yeah. There's a. Um, so I, I think we should move on to the next one because then I'm just oh, aware I, we've, got, we've, we've got a limited time for this one. I'm afraid there's. Ah, yes. I, have, I have to be out here in about half an hour. So. I could, um, can I do a quick two minutes on my favourite rogue list, though? Yeah, <laughs> one of my favourite yeah. lists. Because when I was saying at the start, I think there's three general ways to build it. There's one that reanimate recycling all over that madness. The other one is um, really focusing in on nicking moonstones. But one of my favourite ways to play them is with Muradai, Foxglove, Claudia, Creep, and the last one sort of, yeah, you know, whatever whatever is uh, needed at the time. But it's just a gun line. <laughs> You use, right. creep to, you use creep to nick energy off people, and then you do a surprising amount of damage if people have a face a face off against it before with just Foxglove and Claudia. You stick two energy on Claudia, then she can fire her pistol, reload, fire a pistol, brace her pistols, fire again. And if she's standing near Muradai, uh, she's on four arcane. Foxglove's similar, chuck, chuck them in extra energy. Now they're atrophying twice, or three times yeah. if you bluff. And they have four arcane. Creep could be buffing, could be knocking somebody's evade up to make them even easier to hit with those attacks. I just think it's a lot of fun. And then yeah. whoever isn't dead at the end, um, 
Claudia runs in or someone else or, or Muradai actually. Claudia and Muradai run in and just nick Moonstones who off who've ever got left. They've probably yeah. got less wounds than you because you've been shooting them full of yeah. holes for four turns. Yeah. Oh yeah, that does sound fun. That does sound fun. Yeah. Oh, it's great fun. Yeah. Um do you do you have another Dominion based one you want to talk about? I've got I've got like two more. Um I, I I was looking at one of the ones on that um comment uh thread uh comment thread you put up on the Facebook page. It was one of those I wanted to talk about it because I played against it in an event and it was quite entertaining. Is that, is that the Dim and Dimmer one? That's the Dim and Dimmer one. The Dim and Dimmer, the fastest giant in Talbot. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that was going to be the next one anyway. So we, we do that one and then we'll do the last one I've got on my list. And that's probably enough for this one anyway. Yeah, um, definitely. Like I said, I'm, I'm sorry the, the listening. It's going to be a shorter podcast because I we've had to try and squeeze this in. Me and Joe, this is the third third attempt at recording this podcast. Um, <laughs> first one, I was ill. Second one, my, my kids wouldn't go to sleep. I had to squeeze this in in the morning when my wife taking the kids out, but I've got to go meet them. So, um, so yeah, be a shorter one, which is why this has ended up being just about Dominion. <laughs> we were originally going to do it on all different fun troops, then we thought, no, worries, if we just do Dominion, it'll be shorter. And now I've wasted two minutes talking yeah. about that. <laughs> we, we spent three hours talking about Leisure Vault once. I think if we were talking about all of the fun lists in Moonstone, I would miss Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd be here all day. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you, do you, 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 you can because um, you face. I've never faced this this troop before. So, oh, you yeah. face it already. Do you want? Do you want to talk about the dim and dimmer list then? Oh, absolutely. So I played. Um, it was uh, an event in in Toyment in Pool, uh, run by Andy Tutton, and I played against this uh, guy in. Oh, I think it was the third round called Ben Owens, who uh, had this. <laughs> he basically the entire list was centered around dim and dimmer, and uh, he had vicious Sid. Uh, C6 Stu, Beaky Bobby, and just I can't remember his last character. I think it might have been Doug because of what I'd it taken. Have, okay, he, he he put on Shabaroon as another one. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so the entire turn when I was facing it in the event, the entire uh, first turn was was just him shunting Dim and Dimmer up the board. <laughs> So he had Sid just repeatedly giant whispering him, Beaky Bobby um, stand backing him, C6 Stew just rough tithing him. And by the time Dim and Dim were activated, he was on the center line, um, you know, where all of my support models had already sort of moved up getting ready for next turn because I didn't expect there to be a giant on the center line of the table. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, but it, was, um, it was kind of scary to see. <laughs> but yeah. yeah no that's the basic idea of it it was just dim and dimmer firing around the board at max speeds more or less uh, until uh old calder's uh managed to pin him down between several himself and several other humans and sort of just about knock him out <laughs> yeah awesome yeah that's like, like fun i've got I kind of read his comment about it and i was um it looked interesting um, I couldn't work out how, because I think he, he did talk about ways of giving Dim and Dim energy, but I couldn't work out how he did that, because most of them were Goblin only. Yeah, I think he was talking about um, if Dim and Dimmer flips a three. So so he's also got a, yeah. for the listeners, there's also got a, like a comment on the Moonstone page of um, some some numbering of working out how far you could get Dim and Dimmer to fire up the boards in one turn. And yeah. he, he, he didn't get he didn't get it quite that far in our game, but he he works out about you can get about twenty plus inches of movement in one turn. 
Yeah. Which would be yeah. it'd be great against um a lot of Dominion troops because twenty inches from the um twenty inch movement from the deployment line from your own deployment line is quite comfortably within your deployment's deployment zone. So you manage to fire Dim and Dimmer up the board that far, then Dim and Dimmer could just sort of swoop back in around the back of a Dominion troop and just yeah. start uh, pack lunching everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I, I, that, that's one thing I was thinking. If I was facing like fairies, that's amazing because you need to start eating everyone. Mm. If I was facing a human troop, I might not bring Dim and Dimmer, um, and I might potentially bring um, a troll. I might bring my bristle nose instead. I I really like Dim and Dimmer into um, the t two lists. I really love Dim and Dimmer into. Well, actually, I'll count, I'll say three if you're really feeling the mind games. The uh, first one is pirates because they really like their impact damage with all of the pistols, and a lot of them are minus one of eight or lower because they're goblins. So he's shrugging off most of their damage with his minus yeah. two impact resistance and managing to pack lunch them. The other one is um, cultists, because a lot of the time cultists are bringing lubards and um, blah, 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 Klaus, and maybe maybe sometimes Gump. Or might, that might just be a weird list I'm experimenting with. Uh, they're, they're all uh, impact damages, so he'll quite happily go toe-to-toe -to -toe with any of them. And the third one, if you're feeling... Um, if you can get inside the head of your opponent, the third really fun one to do is the Norse. Because if, you, if you're playing against the Norse and you worked out your opponent stuck a three onto the top of the deck... Um, you activate Dim and Dimmer, you've ruined their setup, and you've turned it against them. Yeah, yeah. Or for that, for that matter, anything that manipulates deck a lot and likes, likes to do that. There's, a lot, there's other people to do mm. that, but yeah. Yeah, that does yeah. fun. And it's yeah, certainly yeah, against Norse where... Oops, sorry. I can see what you mean about the minus two impact, yeah. If you, I think oh, yeah. I would... If I, was doing this, if I was doing a tournament, for example, I'd probably have... I'd have Dim and Dimmer, but I'd also potentially have another troll as, as a potential other... Um, target to move. Um, yeah, my, one, my one I was thinking is, is, is Rybold, if I move him up and then blow him up. <laughs> like, do, do, do a couple of catastrophes and just do three damage to everyone in the list. Don't even oh, go, yeah. get like, like, I mean, we talked about that before about how marching Rybold in and then catastrophing him. But, hmm. um, oh, no, I love, I love marching him in and catastrophing him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and the other advantage with Dim and Dimmer against the Norse is they're mostly gnomes. So they're mostly one inch melee zones. So Dim and Dimmer's going to outrange them all. Yeah. Yeah, but against some against a troop spat uh, with lots of lots of impact attacks, like you know pirate pistols or cultist impact, uh, Dimmer Dimmer's got fourteen wounds. You're, you're essentially bringing a fourteen wound plate armored model. It's it's yeah. so hard. It's so hard to chew through him if you're placing him up against stuff that deals impact damage. And there's, I find a lot a lot of the models which in the game which deal impact damage in melee are normally completely restricted to impact damage. Because a lot of them, because a lot of them are like, yeah. So Gillamot, Poppycock, and the Klaus are—they're like plus two impact damage, but absolutely nil on everything else. If one yeah. of them's found themselves in uh, melee with Dim and Dimmer, they have to use, you know, the damage type which Dim and Dimmer has essentially got plate mail against. It's—it's it's yeah. really, he's really good against them. Yeah, that's true because they're, they're often carrying like hammers, aren't yeah. they? Basically, Ham or flails. Hammers, flails, Because he's plus to impact but doesn't have the, the minuses um, yeah yeah there are some but yeah there are some certainly but then if you're if you're forcing lubar to not use his massive uh impact damage bonuses then that's that's a good thing definitely yeah a good thing. Oh, yeah yeah definitely i'm digging wrong dim dim will, will still have a huge advantage over him um yeah 
it, again, it, it's not like Gotch Gut that's plus two everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, Gotch Gut. Just pick a slicing, or I think Brunhild has also got, yeah, plus two pieces of slicing, but different, but yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that does sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think I think a lot of lists. Any any kind of going back to your first one, really, with Fox Club as well. Any list that mm. a, a fun list can be something thematic and where you tend, or, or this is why we started with Dominion, really, where you can do lots of janky stuff, like jumping people around with like reanimating stuff, or it's about picking the, your 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 central model that you're going to make ridiculous and do something ridiculous with them. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, like your Fox Club bomb is just yeah, let's no, no, make Fox Club ridiculous and do things ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's just so much dumb fun. That's, that's yeah. just making one model absolutely, or, or more or less, um, with the Fox Club one especially, it was focusing on an aspect of their card, which is not normally something you focus on. Yeah. Because, like, like, say for Fire, fire Spittery, for example, you're normally focusing on the Fire Blast, you know, just getting those blues out and doing that 2x magical damage. The sort of the equivalent with fire spitter would go actually no we're not going to focus on the you know the, the normal fire blast we're going to focus on that bit under it it says catastrophe so bring yeah, shabaroon yeah. bring everyone else who can incite catastrophes mortician <laughs> that's a very fun list as well yeah yeah I, I, you you can literally build a catastrophe list really funny where you were all you're doing oh, is I love them. messing up your opponent like ribald is another good one yeah, you're rivaled in the park with them, and, you, and, and they expect you to kind of step back and you just shut them up with all the things you can shut them up with. Use up all their energy in turn one to get them up there. And what do you do that for? It's because next time I'm going to blow them up in your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, fight, fight, there's, there's a problem with the, there's a problem, there's a jam in the gun battle, so Fire Spitz is going to have to take a different approach to this game, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 when we're talking about Leisure Vault dumb troops, I, uh, dumb silly fun troops, I'm. I, I have a I have a catastrophe focused uh, troop for that as well because they they really like incentives. They do like catastrophe. Yeah, they, they do like yeah, we can definitely do. We'll definitely do that in the lesser vault. The lesser vault. Because yeah, they, they they love a good catastrophe. Yeah, um, um, but but on Dominion, um, Noel is technically Dominion. He loves a good catastrophe. It's not as yeah. explosive as Fire Spitters, mind you, but that catastrophe for Trollish Remedies is sort of you know catastrophing in with Revenant and pinging that catastrophe onto an enemy. It's it's good. It's good. It's decent. Especially yeah. if you're playing against Leisure Bolt or something that's really needs a certain threshold of energy and you manage to ping one energy off it and just sort of, you know, scupper their turn. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Um no, he's a fan one. I like Noel. I used him fairly recently in a game. Hmm. Um the game was a bit weird. I don't know if you watched it or not. We, we we did giants versus trolls, but we did a to make it a bit quicker. Basically, we did um. Uh, oh, was that the heads? sleepy heads one where you did one, yeah. two, three, and yeah, I yeah. did see that. It was great fun. Yeah. It, 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 it was fun. I think what we decided is we would like to go back and do it a standard moonstone scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually I ran um um Noel oh, two or three weeks ago, month ago. Uh, some, somewhere in that vicinity, because I was up in, I, once, uh, once again, a uh, uh, different one, but an event in uh, pool and tournament games. So I was running um, a troll list there. But, well, the eight I took let me uh, take a few different lists, but I just ended up running the same list there all four games because I was having so much fun with it. Yeah. But it was um, Noel, Boulder, Bristlenose, Mortician, Joby. And to be honest, right. 
my my entire plan going into the day slash building that eight troop list up is it was the first event I could go to and use Joby, so I wish to use Joby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and the, the entire idea with the patrols is you just get all three trolls and just dump them on a, a few moonstones in the middle so your opponent can't harvest them. And Joby just spends the entire game running around collecting moonstones. And it did work. It did work. It's it's there's definitely a different playstyle for Dominion, but it's it was proper fun. The trolls are um really tough to get through especially if you've got no kicking round and and the mortician if you do happen to get through it <laughs> yeah no 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 really makes trolls tougher than anything literally, oh, yeah. literally, literally tough as old boots he makes them tough uh, as old boots yeah yeah anyway, a... got time for one, one more i think before i've got to head off mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um the last one i want to do and I, I like this and this is quite a classic one for me i think it's a uh essentially an energy manipulation tree but it's all based around stealing energy so you've got diana <laughs> creep duchess silver tongue foxglove and freya um i mean freya is an energy day. um it's just how much of a jackass can i be my, my opponent really um, <laughs> all about yeah so diana creep and duchess i think and also i know diana can I think creep and duchess can steal energy as well Duch Duchess doesn't um, steal it, but she can distribute it quite nicely. Yeah. And there's also um, a, some, somebody I know who wants to try this out when they start playing fairies uh, is combining Duchess and uh, uh, Greg has suggested that he might be trying this out, is combining Duchess and Diana. And when Diana does good as a glaive and starts pinging a bunch of one wounds on her fairies, um, Duchess can go later and because of the way her heals works, she can just heal a bunch of models for one wound. Yeah. Sort of offset that uh, Diana, you know, beating up her own models thing. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, yeah. Because she can literally do if she's got lucky and did three wounds, she can just give it to three different people and give them yeah. all one. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. definitely. With Diana, you're often going. I find with Diana, you're either going first or last with her, or hmm. early, early in the turn or end of the turn. So if you go with her early in the turn, um, Duchess is a good one to have around because she can then immediately heal your fairies that have lost health and give them all one energy as well. Um, the, the Duchess also kind of, if, you, if you're going to use Succubus, you kind of want to use it, not say early turn one, but you want to use it early turn two if anyone's taking any wounds. They're mm -hmm. um, pretty fairies because they tend to have energy picked on their first wounds. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, if if you want to give just one model energy, you can have Duchess target that model. She does X wounds, then she heals X wounds and gives X energy. So it's basically just yeah. a plus X energy. But yeah, you are ideally you want to be trying to ping enemy models with it. I quite like um, a creep's quite nice with that because you can stick uh, oh, what's it victimize on someone, so you've got a better chance yeah. of drawing the higher pinks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, and if if you're to if you're still if you're still doing all the fairies, you could sort of supplement that by bringing Vesper in, maybe just um, uh, antagonizing one of your opponent's models. Although you'd have to be really careful on the timing for that. You have to, like, yeah, wait until, yeah, you'd have to hope your opponent activates a high evade model first, and then when they've done act, uh, activating, so they're not going to activate again and beat you up in melee, then antagonize them three times. And then yeah. creep can, you know, nick energy, stick on Duchess, and Duchess can 
I, that, that's a that's a lovely little combo I love with Creeping Duchess. It's hard to pull off, but when I when I manage to get it off, it's so fun. It's trying to, um, yeah, to get, bump something's evade up, get Creep to stick energy on Duchess, so Duchess is on like five energy, ideally something like that, and your opponent's on like plus four evade or something more or less like that. Idea is you just need Duchess on more than her base energy and targeting something with a really high evade. And you just start using succubus on them, uh, and then you ping the energy back to yourself, because theoretically, yeah. if you keep drawing pink three, you'll just keep restoring yourself all of the energy you need to do it again, to do it again, to do it again, to do it again. You're yeah. not going to get yeah. pink three every time, but if your opponent's on like plus four of A's and you're on five energy, then you can sort of chain through yeah. them with a few pink twos as well. I think I have done, I think I've done in one activation with Duchess ten wounds or something to uh, Lubard before with that. Didn't quite manage to kill him, but it was just it was brutal. Yeah, that's horrendous. I think the good thing with that with her as well is because she doesn't take energy off people. Yeah, but she doesn't require enemies to have energy in order yeah. to give out energy. Yeah, because like that, that Diana is stealing energy off people, so she requires the enemy doing it to the enemy. To yeah. have energy still off them. If they're already activated, you can't do it. That just needs people to be alive near her. Yeah. And you can steal the energy off them. And you can give energy, give out an extra energy. Um, she's, she's incredibly cruel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which kind of goes with her attitude, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's very the whole mean. Bitch as well, basically. <laughs> she, she's also so, funky in the um, lists if you want to. If... We're going back to the last thing we're talking about, the catastrophe list. She's also really funky in that because enemies start off because uh, things start suffering wounds with catastrophe. She's just healing up. She's loving it. Yeah, yeah she's funky with Noel for that reason. Um, yeah, no, she pairs really nicely with... They both pair with each other so well, uh, Duchess yeah. and Noel, because Noel likes to be catastrophe because he's got uh, one of those advantages, one of those situation advantages catastrophes on Trollish Remedies, which causes wounds which heals yeah. Duchess up. And then Duchess likes to consuctivus um, Noel and stick the energy on someone else. Because, yeah, okay, um, Duchess deals two wounds to Noel. Oh, no, he heals it up automatically at the start of the turn anyway. So yeah. it's they, they pair together so nicely. I mean, and those two, um, Boulder, Bristlenose, and, you know, Gotchka for bodyguarding Duchess, that is a, as a solid basis for a troop right there. I took I took that along with the with me to the event, but I just I just kept putting Joby on the board. Yeah, yeah. I was having way too much fun with it. I didn't want to swap. And if it's if it's if it's working in tournament, you're having if you get to the next table and you, and you look at your opponent's eight, you think no, I could just use the same again. Yeah. Well, the, the stone is and, and the good thing with using the same the same troop regularly is that you. You get used to that playstyle, so you can play it quickly and efficiently, which is really important in a tournament. Yeah, yeah, and that one is that were the the, the troll list with Joby was especially because it is a very um, uh, attritional game. T turns one and two are were from pretty much every game looked like or were close to disastrous, and then turn three or four when my opponent's troop was badly wounded, only generating one or two energy, and Boulder was sapping that last energy away, and Joby was yeah. still running around collecting the stones. It really shone then. Uh, oh, and the other and the other thing was all the stones kept dropping really wide, so I couldn't use a, a troop of just giants and trolls because there's no way they would have got them all. So I really needed Joby there, just sort of getting at the 
you know, outline stones whilst the uh, trolls sort of sat on the middle ones, which were the main fight. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Cool. Um, we've got about five minutes before I have to go. Is there any, any other any other particular nothing that's happy fun troop, any particular Dominion combos that you think are particularly fun? You've got five oh. minutes to go. <laughs> Dominion combos. Well, I mean, this one technically counts for Leshevolt as well, but because um, it's a beast and um, Gwendolyn, or beast and any other model, uh, enemy, <laughs> beast and any other character which can move an enemy, is you just pull pulling people into beast's engagement range because it doesn't matter if they've moved of their own volition or not. Quite terrifying means if you end a move near beast, you lose energy. So you just start pulling everyone towards beasts and force them to lose additional energy. Um, bonus points in Dominion for comboing that with Boulder and also pushing people into Boulder's engagement range. So next turn they have less energy. Yeah. <laughs> that, and, you've that, also got a, and you've also got a Boulder and a beast next to you, which is not ideal oh, for anyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, weird. they're weird in the fact that they, they, they're not really good at initiating melees themselves because beast is no, low energy. Yeah. Beast likes to be attacked, and Boulder yeah. likes to sort of, you know, stand around not dying, annoying people. So yeah. they're really tough, big and scary, but they kind of don't want to attack you. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. So I think with Beast, um, yeah, I don't tend to charge Beast in anywhere. I tend to go and sit next to someone mm. and go hi, and then leave him there. <laughs> yeah, they, they have yeah. a. a Tell what I tell what I have fun playing actually in Dominion, and it's it's only after I play after I play Commonwealth Soldiers, which is um, which definitely a very um, event worthy troop is Commonwealth Soldiers. But I do love playing after that the uh, sort of Goblin Soldier list, which you've got Portly Pete, yeah. Doug, uh, Vicious Sid, Fire Spitter, Beaky Bobby. I think that's I think that's the basic five. You can tinker around with it, but it's fun. It's just always quite fun just seeing that transition from. A Commonwealth soldier list and how they play to a sort of goblin-y, dominion-y version of it because they have those movement tricks. Um, they have a bit more energy, but everything's just slightly different. <laughs> They're a lot flimsier. Their range stuff's a lot better. Their energy stuff's a lot better. But um, it's just it's just a fun sort of you see the you see the the flavor of the Commonwealth and the Dominion in trying to do similar things when you sort of switch over to those lists. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. You, you, you get harder to do a kind of soldier. You can do a bit of a soldier kind of fairly list, but not as easily. They're, they're not as it's but you can you you can do a melee heavy fairy list certainly now. Yeah. With oh, best, that was it, than wasp. It's funny you mentioned melee fairies because that actually I think is where the original idea from a fox club list came from. I think that was well, that was one of the ideas that fed into it. It was either me looking at fox club and going, I'm going to. No, I think it was both ideas simultaneously. I, I joked around a lot on the Discord, like before I was working Goblin King Games, I was going to get Melee Fairies to work because at the time it was sort of everyone's, you know, using Fizzle Pop and Diana and all the range stuff, which they're amazing at. But I just kept taking, uh, what was it, Wasp, Fencer and Vesper as a, and Freya, obviously, because Fairies, as a sort of a core to all of my games because fairy games because it was just enter it's just entertaining to play fairies and then you just see all the fairies rush into combat because it's just not what you expect yeah uh, and then fox yeah. slotted in naturally there in the end as a sort of ooh, 
It's not really a fourth melee fairy. Hey, I tell you what. What if I stuck Foxglove in, and then I spammed his sig- uh, spammed their signature to, and yeah, it just sort of yeah went haywire from there. Yeah, definitely cool. Well, we've got to stop there, I'm afraid, Joe, because I've got to head off now. Head out. Uh, right. Um, but we'll definitely m- m- need to make another date to do Commonwealth and Letter Office. This has been fun. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Can I yeah. um have? Oh, I'm not going to be able to find it now. Uh, I was wondering if I can have two mi- two minutes to plug some events before we head off. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I need to uh, find it again. Oh, why is my, my laptop not working now? Well, there's one event I know for sure. It's the uh, 23rd of March. I'm running an event in Bristol again. Um, and I'm not... Oh, why is it not working now? I had these all ready and prepared. And, oh, no, there we go. Sorry, sorry. So, uh, in February, um, in January, on the 13th next year, there is an event up in Manchester uh, being run by uh, Peter Frankel. Um, in, on the 17th of February, there's one up in Scotland. It's a doubles tournament, which sounds interesting. Um, there's an there's a event up in uh, Denmark as well on the 3rd on uh, March. And so, and on March is also my event in Bristol on the 23rd. Uh, I found those all via Longshanks, but yeah, if anyone's looking for Moonstone events in the new year, those are all some excellent choices. Oh, good stuff. Um, I keep meaning to run another event in Norfolk. We will get around to it next year, sure. Yeah, do so. I'll, I'll, def- I'll definitely try and make my way up there. I haven't, we've only ever played one game in person. It'd be nice to see you in person. Oh, yeah. Again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Weird thinking about that. That was eight yeah. years ago as well. Yeah, anyway, it's one of, like my yeah. third ever game of Moonstone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Joe. Um, I will also end the recording now, and we'll we'll take a bye a second. But thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Next one will probably be another one of these. Um, we'll do either Letterelt or, or Commonwealth for another one for a fun troop one. Um, but I probably won't do one before Christmas now. So if you're listening to this at the time of recording or the time of, I'll probably publish it the same day. So just before Christmas 2023. Happy Christmas, everyone. I'll have a happy Grimble snack. Um, and a happy new year and everything. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Happy holidays. I hope you have a good one. Talk to you in the new year. <laughs>